Cofield and Company. If you don't answer emails, you suck. Like, you're not even employable in my mind. I think the bottom line is we're all doing very well. Yes, very healthy. Very healthy. This is insane. Guys here every day. We've been doing a show together for like a better part of 15 years. We're like, eh, you got to be careful around them. <laughs> Don't want to irk them. Right, Ari? It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Here we go. Three o'clock hour. Lots more Vegas Golden Knights. Talk on the way, unbelievable. Pulled one out of the uh, the hat there last night. They did not look like they had any chance to win the game. And then, of course, there's a storyline of Robin Leonard coming in to save the day. He gives up one goal. The Knights are just having a hell of a time, especially with their most productive offensive players throughout the season, and getting them going. The defensemen continue to come up big. And then uh, what an emotional turnaround in overtime. So uh, Knights 2-2. They're back here tomorrow. We'll be on the road. The Cannery is the spot as we'll be inside uh, Victory's Bar and Grill. Great happy hour specials. We'll be hanging out there for Cofield and Company starting at 2 o'clock and then uh, through much of the game. So mark it down and try to get out to the cannery at uh, Victory's Bar and Grill and watch a game with us. It's time for The Three, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. We're about 15 minutes away from uh, interesting news Breaking news about the Raiders. So that's coming up. But first of all, I have to ask you. You know, I was just talking about my fear of injuries with the Nets, Durant and Harden, who are both going to participate in the Olympics. Is my take a terrible take on this one? That if I'm Nets management, I got to talk to them. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I I don't know if I, I don't know if we're comfortable with you guys playing in the Olympics. USA, USA. But, uh, you know. We got we, we, the whole franchise is built on you guys, Kevin. You're coming off a of freaking Achilles, James. Your your hamstring was nearly shredded. You're gonna play when? Right. The season starts on time this year. We got we gotta we gotta prioritize here. I I mean I I get where you're coming from, of course, but of, there is that other perspective of like you are now in an era where players kind of decide where they're going and what they do and how how they you know, dictate their future and you have to make sure players are happy and, and doing what they want to do. Uh, but you also know that they are going to play in oh, the Olympics no. and then next year they'll probably not start the season. And then, and then you have, then you start the season where you're like, well, they just play in the Olympics. So we got to, got to rest up, sure. which, which I'm, I'm cool with load management. Um, as long as they can, I don't know. It's so weird because even when you get to the playoffs and it's a crapshoot and you saw this year, right before the playoffs, Harden comes back, but Harden was hurt much of the year. But Harden comes, you know, he, he comes back, and then he goes back out, uh, you know, in this last round. And then Kyrie is okay, and then all of a sudden, you know, fluke, freak, knee, or uh, check that, ankle injury. So, I don't know, it's a tough call. Uh, the other thing I'm concerned about from an injury standpoint is it was a year ago that you made the walk of death up and down <laughs> LV Boulevard, and you were day-to-day. I mean, we revealed that it was your feet. We could have just kept it a secret and said you were day-to-day, but you were really month-to-month. Like, you should have been put on the 60-day DL. Your feet were a nightmare after sure. that walk of death. Sure. You want to remind people? Uh, yeah, I covered the I covered protests last year and ended up going, like, 16 miles in shoes that were not meant to be walking shoes. No, they were not walking Those shoes. Those were, like, dress shoes. Uh, as it turns out, you needed running shoes. Was that the same night? Yeah. That, that, well, I'm not going to say poor fella. 
that a fella got shot and killed. It was there was multiple shootings on the on the strip. That's right. That was that same night. Yeah, that the metro officer. Man, that's a tragedy. Yeah, he got hit by circus circus by some rando who was in town, and yep. then you had then you had same night. That was when you were going up and down the strip. Yeah, and I had to run from you yep. know not you, only bullets, you literally had to run downtown because things started opening up and it was like get out of here. Yeah, we had. Officers' guns pointed at us because they didn't know who we were or what we were doing there. Well, you were right at the tail end of like a completely frantic situation, right? Yeah. So, not it was not the it, so anyone in the area. You got to get the hell out of there. And you and you and might you're say running, you're running in your, you know, whatever. I don't know what size feet you have, but you know, it's probably your size ten and a half loafers when you're wearing a thirteen. Yeah, they're too small, and I was wearing dress shoes. I wasn't. If you're saying like, why were you wearing dress shoes? I wasn't planning <laughs> wasn't on being planning out there. On, right. Who knows <laughs> all this? Right. You know, hellish stuff is going to happen. Yeah. And then you couldn't walk. Yeah. It was you ugly. couldn't walk for weeks. It was ugly. And we kept saying day to day. Sure. Fought through. Sorry, it's a stupid joke, but it's so through. applicable. Battle through. Lower body. Day to day, lower body. I mean, you weren't as effective on the air. Sure. But you, you tried. I tried. Did everything I could. You took the shot when you got close to the rim. When we needed a strong take, you took it. There's so many, there, there's so much going on here. The, the tying into every the flow story. information and sure. Ben Simmons and everything. Okay. So you're good to go now. It's taken, sure. uh, I've seen you've been, you know, you've been limping for like a good six months, so now you're good to go, and then I see you walk in today, and you look hobbled again. Now what? Well, now it's a legit, last year was just a disastrous foot issue. Now it's a legit injury. Well, that was a legit injury. You destroyed sure. your feet. Sure. You had like the biggest blisters, most debilitating blisters you're ever going to have. So basically, I, I had two feet that were both covered with, a, with one giant blister. Yes. It was, it was and awful. now it appears that you have a calf that's all black and blue. Yeah. Now what happened? Uh, it's partially torn. I've been going pretty hard with the workouts lately. <laughs> you you actually had trouble getting here on time. I'm, I'm guessing it. it's the right leg. Are you having trouble driving? <laughs> Nothing. Are you that driving was, all lefty now? No, that was. Are I you was sure? Stuck. Do you should, can you only should. drive local streets because you have to get your left foot trained? No, I'm 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 battling through it. I mean, it's painful, but I'm I'm learning. Wait, you just you told me when you walked in, you're like, I can't even lift my toe up. How the hell do you drive? No, sure. Like as I show you, like if you, I don't want to say it. If you put try to push off your toe, like, yeah. there's no shot. So the back of your the back of your right calf is all black and blue. Yeah, it's oh. fun. It's nice. God, the show is always hobbled in some doing, way. Uh, Mentally with Ari around. I was doing some uh, physically with Adam around. Sure, doing some plyo in the four in the morning at the park, up and down, up and down the steps. Seems like a smart move in the dark. Sure. The lights? Did you slip? No. It just uh, as I as I pushed up. Oh no. To uh, to go up the step, I just heard like a balloon pop. Boom. Yeah, and, and not then that it, loud. It felt like somebody like whipped a tennis ball at the back of my leg, and I was like, "Who's here?" And I turned around and nobody was there, and I was like, "What?" And then it kind of like it takes how a many, second to process. How many people do we know who've uh, torn or rolled their Achilles? A bunch. A couple. Yeah, and that's that Did was my first it? thought. But then I like I stepped down, and I stepped onto my leg, and I was like, it, it just I screamed. I was like, oh my god! And then I said, okay, that's calf. That's not. Oh, no. That's not heel. Like that's good. Uh, but then I started thinking like, oh, can it roll all the way up? Like what is, what goes on here? Uh, yeah, it it wasn't fun. Um, but like you know, it supposedly doesn't. There's nothing they can really do to it. So you just got to let it heal. You got to rest. And I've I've noticed like, all right, when I rest, it's not it's not bad. And then start walking around. You're like, this hurts. So, it's so kinda... two things: you cut back on your work schedule coming up, and no Mexico trips, right? I got it. the, it's a month. 
I got it's three, four weeks for for the healing, and I got like a month. A month until what? Until I go to Mexico. Okay, that's the most important thing on the docket right now. Of course, <laughs> not your summer work schedule. Uh, no, I mean that's I can you can we can work from home now. You We're can't good. drive. Okay, well, that's a good I, point. I did. I will say, like, just to be honest about it, I got off the pain pills today. So I could come do the show. Oh my god! <laughs> because I don't want to. So now we're going to be dealing with this. <laughs> I want to be drunk. to be sky high for. I think every that's show. only for a couple days. I'm not going to take right. them for long. Well, I don't. I guess we're not going to. We're going to have you do shows at home anymore because of the risk. No, I can just hit, be high hit as the a kite at home. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I stop. I don't take them in the morning. As soon as the show's over, I'll go home and take one. Well, what do you think? What's What's better, Ari? Let him stay at home, get all whacked, and do the show, or let him risk. Shredding the calf more by driving. Let me see what happens today. I'll get back. Let's to see you. how it goes today. <laughs> yeah. He's been a little loopy. Yeah, I'm off him. I'm good. Uh, you're covering the Canadian side. Sure. No segue. There's no segue needed. Good. You're covering the Canadian side, and this whole deal that had to be rough post game. How down in the dumps were they? They weren't. They weren't. I mean, I don't know if they were putting on a good face or what. Um, I mean, they. It, it's a pretty easy post game to come in and say, and and I knew what everybody was going to say. Like my story is pretty much written. Um, I would have changed it if it was something different, but um, I knew what they were going to say, and it's it, they're right. I mean, they as they said, hey, if we go play that same game three more times, there's no way we're losing this series, which is probably true. You know, as as Dave pointed out, you get an eighteen to zero uh, high danger chances. Uh, number throughout regulation, you're probably not going to lose that game very often. They ju- it just so happened that Robin Leonard played you know one of the best games we've seen any goalie play this postseason, and you know what are you going to do? And so you know yeah, you come out of that game and you say exactly what they said: play that game three more times. We'll take our chances. That's what the Canadians are saying. And on the Golden Knights side, they have to figure out how to how to get more you know shots to the net. They have to figure out how to get around the net more. Um, and put more pressure on on Carey Price, but I don't think the Golden Knights come out of that game saying, "All right, let's do that again." You know, they 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 look at it as escaping. Could have easily been down three one, and now you've you've got the advantage back in your favor. But I don't think anybody on the Golden Knights side is thrilled with how the game went, except Tech. for the goalie Corey Perry on the Canadian said, "You just move forward, think about the positives. The way we played at the start of the game, that's our style of play. We were quick, we were on pucks. If we keep doing that, we're just going to keep." Wearing him down. But then there is the mental conundrum because we don't know. Uh, and this, this is a compliment. Uh, should we label him the nutty professor? I don't think he's nutty, but he's a professor right now. PDB. Pete DeBoer. I mean, he's just, he's trying everything. The goalie thing was bold. Very bold. If that backfires and Leonard just has a game where he gets destroyed, oh boy. But it clearly. Mentally screwed, style-wise, the Canadians. Yeah, I mean, well, it's such it's such a different look when you're out there against Leonard versus Flurry. It 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 did get to them, I think, a little bit, but I, I mean, even more. Like you've you, you've got to you make the move, and you have to hope that the guy who's played one game in 42 days, incredible, is going to be out there and play the way that Robin Leonard did, yep. and and he did, and you've got to. You know, you've got to know that you have confidence in him to do that because if he doesn't, as you said, like that's the that's the kind of decision that coaches should make. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we talk about all the time. To 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 make the comparison, it's what we talk about in the NFL with why coaches don't go for it more in fourth down and skew field goals and go for touchdowns. Right. 
because traditional thinking is that's not what you do. And when you do something bold that's not traditional, that's what gets coaches fired. And coaches think that way far too often. And I think what Pete DeBoer was thinking is, I need to win this game. Yeah. He wasn't thinking what could get him fired or now, what, how it's going to look, that sort of thing. Now, he said Flurry's mistakes weren't part of the decision. Of course, of course they, were. they were. Of course they were. Of course. And Flurry, that's the thing. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and go, Flurry's playing like crap. I don't, I don't think the last two games were his best moments. The Friday night screw up is epic. That's terrible. He needed a mental break. I don't think he's been great for the last five, six games. So I mean, so yeah, it's not it's not like you did this when you you saw. Hey, Flurry's been unbelievable the last five games, but he just looks like he might need a rest. No, I, I think you can tie that's it. Not, in. That's not what you, I didn't say that. No, no, but I think what I said he has he has not had. He's had some really bad moments before he got the rest. I I think mentally he could have used it. Right, but what I, what I think what we're both saying is that Pete, it's not like Pete DeBoer just sensed that he needs rest. He can say it doesn't have anything to do with the mistakes, right. but the mistakes are what told him that he needs rest. Okay, so they they are they are tied and in in that way. Again, this was a fifty fifty battle when they were both a fifty fifty split when they were both healthy. Yeah, so it's not outrageous to think that Leonard can go in there even with the long layoff and and do a good job. And the style is different. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't know if that's what contributed to the big save at the end, but I've seen some five hole goals from Flurry. Didn't work that time on Leonard. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you know they they talked about how. Leonard has stayed engaged. He stayed as one of the the biggest, you know, cheerleaders, the guy yep. that's been around, that's been like supportive of everybody. Same thing happened with Flurry. Flurry apparently really helped out with the scout yesterday and, you know, worked with Leonard and wasn't down in the dumps and pouting about it. Like they they worked together and it's a good tandem. That's why they were the that's why they won the Jennings trophy for the least amount of goals allowed for the entire season when they were splitting all all season long, because they are both have been very good. Nova Home Loans brings you the three. It's a refi raid at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. All right, rolling on. Cofield and Company on a Monday. Lots more Golden Knight stuff coming up. Decision at hand, Flurry versus Leonard. Didn't think we'd be talking about this. Also, decision at hand, uh, depending on what's going on with Chandler Stevenson. What are they going to do with that first line? Have they found a solution? A split of games over the weekend. One game on Friday night, you're like, okay, they got it done. Knights are going to win. No, they lose. Sunday, no way the Knights win. They win. Crazy series. That's why hockey is a lot of fun. That's why playoffs and all sports, the ebb and flow of the stories, nutty. So, speaking of that, we got a uh, really interesting story coming out of the Raiders and around the National Football League. And I think a lot of people are going to react to this. Hey, what's the big deal? Why is it a story? You know why it's a story. Sure. You know people around you who are going to react negatively to it. So Carl Nassib, Raiders defensive lineman, goes on Instagram today and he announced that he is gay. He he came out today with an Instagram post and becomes the first player on an active roster uh, to publicly make that announcement. Um, I feel like there will be a lot of support, at least publicly. Right. Um, I hope that he gets a ton of support behind the scenes from 
a lot of different people. And I'm, I don't think there's going to be, I, I hope that we are evolved to a point where he's not going to have to deal with any nonsense from people. What do you mean? Social media or face to face? So don't be social media people, but I mean like on the field in his life, people calling him names. That's going to happen. I I mean, I'm certain that's going to happen. But I mean, like, as you're walking around, like, I hope people wouldn't go up to him, like, at the store and be jerks about it. Like, we, we have evolved to a place where it is at least, it's not it's not a comfortable, you know, it should be. It should be just a normal thing. It's not there yet. Yeah, I'll say, I think people are going to be a lot more brave when they're not around him. If he's sure. at a store at 6'7", 275, I don't think anyone's walking up on him. Well, And call, calling him a... You know, derogatory name. Now, we, online, especially with, you know, fake or anonymous accounts, of course. Yeah, of course. It's, it's going to happen. Now, yeah. I, I was just kind of going through for, um, you know, purposes of, you know, putting together a story of just seeing, like, what kind of reaction there's been on social media. Obviously, most of the comments right now are, you know, if you if they pop up on your feed, they're probably from somebody prominent or famous or, you know, relevant. And so you're going to get a lot of positives. Uh, some teammates for sure chiming in with some very supportive words, which is great. Um, haven't seen a whole lot of negative yet, thank goodness. And I hope that we don't. Like I, what? What I want from this, like he's not the only one. We know that he's not the only player right now in the NFL or in, or in other sports that that is gay. He finally feels that the time is right that he's okay. Like it should be everybody's decision when they want to do this. And he feels like he is in a spot where he can make this announcement, and I'm very happy for him and glad for him. Um, but you would hope that the reaction is at least comfortable enough that other players that are living in a spot where they're scared to come out or they aren't ready to or feel like it's not it's not going to go well for them, like that you would feel that other guys would be able to do this because it, there is like a pain and a horror of living without being able to make you know, that kind of an announcement. And you would hope that other guys see this and say, okay, it went well. Uh, the reaction was positive. Not, there was no real, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say negative. There was no like, you know, threats of violence and that sort of thing to him. Like I can feel okay to do this now if I'm comfortable doing it. What's up people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. So what do you know of Carl Nassib? He was saying very private person. Yeah. Um, from covering him. I mean, obviously last year was all screwy with the Zoom sure. stuff. Um, he's he's a, and I think people might know this, that pay attention closely because, you know, it was on hard knocks for one thing. But 
uh, really into financials, uh, very much into the market and helping players, helping his teammates uh, with, you know, investments and that sort of thing. Um, you know, giving them advice on how to, you know, use their money to make more money and how to save for after their career. Like that's kind of the thing he's known for really in the locker room. If you want to, you want to put it that way um, of, you know, he's, he's that guy. He's the money guy. Uh, that's, that's what they go to for. Obviously a, a veteran player, you know, solid presence uh, on the field and off the field in the locker room. Uh, always a, just a kind of a steadying player uh, who, you know, got a nice deal uh, with the Raiders, but has bounced around a little bit. Um, but yeah, good dude, good player. And, uh, that, you know, before today, and I hope still after today known as the financial guy, the, the money guy, uh, around, around teams and around the league. So, uh, I, what I would hope for him is that that's still how he's known and that this is not this announcement. As he said, these announcements shouldn't be necessary. You shouldn't have to make an announcement like this, but he is kind of blazing a trail. Like this has not happened before. How do you react to people who will say, hey, we didn't need to know this? Why'd you announce it? Probably didn't. But but I also like like we like we were just saying, like there there are other players. Nobody else has felt comfortable doing right. this. And so, you know, I, I think what he is kind of saying there is, hey, I'm at a point in my career where I'm comfortable enough that I can do this. Hopefully it allows other people to not you know, have to make these kind of announcements and to, you know, either feel more comfortable, comfortable enough to do it or to not have to do it at some point down the road. And, you know, if somebody's going to have to do it, he feels like he is in a position where he's confident enough and comfortable enough to do it. Yeah. I'd want to live my life. That's, yeah. that's what I was angling at in terms of announcing it. Like yeah. there's going to, there's a lot that's going to be heaped on his shoulders. Sure. It's going to be a topic for years and years and years. He's going to be the gay guy in the Raiders or the gay guy in the NFL. Sure. Not to be harsh about it, but that's going to be every, and there's going to be features. You know, every NFL opposing team is going to want to write stories about it, which can be really good, right? This, as you said, a trailblazer. But I would think at, at the minimum, like you just want to be able to live your life. And if you want to hang out with who you're comfortable hanging out with, you can do that. Yeah. Like that would be horrifying if you can't do that. In a town like Las Vegas, you know, and, and, and like, again, you know, I pointed out his size earlier. This isn't a 5'10 receiver. Right. He's not the guy who's 6'7, 275 pounds. He goes out and people are going to know who he is. And then he's like, I can never go out. I can never go where I want to go in terms of, you know, all right. There are times I can't go to a setting I want to go to or I can't hang out with who I want to hang out with. Absolutely. And, and to, you know, to live like that. And listen, he's been in the league a long time. He's, he's figured it out. But at some point, as, as I think you're, you're alluding to, like, why am I in this position of having everything, a dream job, money, you know, the playing a game on Sundays, it's awesome. And yet the rest of the week, I have to hide who I am or not be who I want to be. I'm just going to throw it out there. Of all the towns around the NFL, could this be a very welcoming one? Sure. Like near the top of the list. Yeah. I hope. I love Las Vegas. I love this area. I hope I hope the majority of the people support and, you know, stay away from being creeps. I do believe there there are other what I'm getting at is there are other places where I think it would be of course. It'd be a, uh, a much bigger challenge and could be a problem. Yeah, Midwest. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not pointing out any place specific. So, Texas. Texas is coming around. 
But you're right. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if yeah. There, I there hope we're going to be cool. I hope we're going to be cool with this. And I hope are, Raiders fans are going to be cool with it. I hope the region, you know, Raiders fans are going to be cool with it. So, yeah, if you didn't hear, Carl Nassib put out, he's a defensive end for the Raiders, put out an IG video announcing he's gay. You know, he's in a great spot. He feels comfortable announcing it. He's going to donate a ton of money to the Trevor Project. All all very good things. And like I said, I've, I've seen, I'm sure we'll see even more and more. This is the last hour, so it's it's a very it's a very new thing. I'm sure we'll see more and more. I saw a couple of teammates already kind of, you know, jumping on social media and uh, expressing their support and, and um, you know, applauding uh, Carl Nassim for feeling comfortable enough to make this announcement today. So, uh, hopefully you'll see more and more of those come out as the day goes on. Hopefully you won't see any, you know, reactions on the other side. Uh, actually, you know what? If there are, if people want to express yeah. that, then we can, you know, f- judge those people for their reactions to it. But um, yeah, more I, more unveiling of the truth as, sure. uh, has been the case over the last five or six years. Oh, you're like that. Right. Well, thanks. I'm glad I know that now. Yeah. Yeah. When pe- and I don't mean someone's sexuality. I mean, someone, people who are... Uh, insensitive or unflexible sure like when people are or have dislike as a big part of their core we've said it before when people are racist i don't want them hiding that and keeping it to themselves express that so that we know what you are and we can judge you for what you are and same same thing here if you don't if you have a problem with carl or you want to express your outrage or whatever you want to i i can't even imagine if you want to do that please feel free to do it so that we can all know who you are and judge you for it. And I would expect of all organizations, of all the organizations around the NFL, the Raiders will do a bang-up job of embracing him. Yeah. And making so. this into something really, really positive around Carl Nassib. I believe so. It's been an organization that, you know, for the most part has been pretty consistent in promoting diversity and welcoming in all types. Yeah, I, I think it, and that's maybe, and we'll, we'll hear more and more. As you said, we just heard an announcement from Carl. We'll, I'm sure, speak to him as uh, media folk and, um, we'll we'll be able to ask like maybe maybe the Raiders and their you know embracing of you know being progressive and embracing diversity that sort of thing maybe they even made them feel more comfortable in that. Every city has uh, unique characteristics. On the way back, I want to get to Philly and where Philly is right now with Ben Simmons. Is Philly one of those cities that the fans and the media are just so freaking intense that a guy like Ben Simmons may not be welcome back? They just will not be forgiven, and you got to move on him. We want all the smoke. Tweet at Steve Cofield or call 702-364-1100 and let us have it. Now, back to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. So, an important announcement to Carl Nassib. For anyone out there who's like, what does it matter? It's not news. It is for Carl Nassib. So, he put out an IG video, the Raiders' defensive end, and says he's gay. You know, he feels comfortable now. And of course, we're tracking social media, which is filled with plenty of real people. And then a lot of people who are too wimpy to actually put their name or face. So they're anonymous. So we already have the first, what, childish nickname for the Raiders? Yeah. I mean, not even clever. Because somebody just busted out with the, oh, you play for the Oakland Gators. First of all, Las Vegas. Uh <laughs> Can you, <laughs> You're funny. Can you at least be funny? Now, let me be clear God, here. It's so stupid. I'm, scr- I'm going through all the comments trying yeah. to find, not negative ones, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to find uh, teammates that support him sure. to uh, report on those. Yeah. Um, 
but I've and I've probably scrolled through five thousand. I've seen like three negative ones. So let me be clear: overwhelmingly positive. But the the, the well, negative ones stick out. Well, first, there's going to be there'll be the wave of like I said, anonymous morons who will just try to get attention. And you're better off not even giving them attention on social media by reacting sure. to it because that's what they're looking for. And then I would give it about three or four days before people start to reveal their true colors. Like they'll they'll operate on the hashtag too soon. But in four days, if oh if you have a flaw and you're and you're not comfortable with people. Living the way they want to live, it comes out eventually. You'll slip. You'll slip. Um, I saw this reaction from a uh, just a David up on Twitter. It said, no coincidence that it's a, Ra- a player on the Raiders. Either the Raiders were always front runners. When it came to diversity and equal opportunity, Al Davis would be proud today. I firmly believe that. All the best to Carl. Then someone responded saying, the same Raiders that employ Richie Incognito? Yeah, actually, you know, when you look back on the signing of Incognito, I think a lot of us, including myself, were like, whoa. This is a little bit risky. And then Adam, you know, explained the other side of it, which is Richie Incognito may have trouble away from football without the structure. The Raiders in many ways, well, one, they're getting a player they need, but two, are giving him what possibly can make him, you know, a, I'm not going to say normal, but a healthier person by playing football. Now, eventually that's going to run out. And I hope the guy, I mean, you've talked to the guy, he'd probably be a coach. I, I was going to say. You know, he's, he's kept it together as far as we know. I mean, he had some really bad episodes when he was out of the NFL. And to this point, the injury last year sucked. To this point, it's actually been a rousing success. So, yeah, that that's also, in a way, that is embracing someone who's different. And embracing, so like, just like many people out there are like, I don't understand Carl Nassib. I don't understand why he had to announce this. Well, a lot of us also don't understand the ups and downs of Richie Incognito. And, and I was going to say, I know that you uh, accuse me of just being a Richie Incognito homer now all the time. I would be willing to wager that Richie Incognito would be the first one to smack down any kind of negativity in the locker room. Yeah. If there was any. Yeah, but that said, what, why, did, why did it unfold the way it did in Miami? I don't, like, looking back is, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, first of all, we know that he does have mental issues. We, right. we understand that. We know that. Right. Um, and I don't know what he was going through at the time. I don't know how much of the, we also know there was mental issues on the other side. Yeah. And that was a, an important part of the story uh, with Jonathan Martin that we didn't really understand at that time. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think Richie Incognito is a perfect person at all. Um, but I do think like there is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, like the, the judgment you have for somebody before you ever like talk to them and like, get to know them at all. Not that I know him. Yeah. But is this like a great case, a good life lesson? Sure. You had a lot of preconceived notions. Sure. And I think they were fair. Yeah. But you, you also have to understand a lot of the sides, but yeah, I I think that that would work out now. Um, for those that said like, why now, whatever it's, you know, more stuff's coming out now. I, I know I just saw a comment that he said, you know, he has agonized about this, this moment for 15 years. And you know, to finally feel at a point. I mean, I don't understand even judging people for, you know, for those reasons at all. I will never understand that. But even if you are one of these people who are living, you know, in a thousand years ago and have a problem with this, how could you 
get like angry or like be mad at when somebody says, "Hey, listen, I this is a day that I have struggled with and agonized about for 15 years, and I finally feel at a point where I can be honest and live life the way that I want to live it in 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 the open." Like, how could you be mad at that or? angry at that or frustrated with that or whatever whatever feelings you have toward that i will never understand that regardless of how you feel which i still think is is weird he's put up more messages i think these are new right if you look on the raiders account oh i did not see the raiders account on instagram or twitter on twitter it's actually a long message it's a five-part five-part message so he says, lastly, I uh, I guess that would be, well, whenever it is in the message. Lastly, I hope everyone can understand that I'm just one person. I am a lanky walk-on who's living his dream. I only have a small window to achieve greatness in my sport, and I owe it to uh, my team, coaches, and Raiders fans to be completely locked in and at my best for the upcoming season. By the way, that's another thing I hadn't even thought of. How about breaking it down from a football standpoint? Right? He He didn't have his best year last year. No. Maybe this was such a big deal that it was screwing him up in terms of his, his football career. You want him at his best or not, right? You want him to be a healthy scratch this year like he was a couple times last year at eight mil a year? He says, I'm a private person, so I asked the media to give me some space as I navigate this exciting time in my life. Please do not take it personally. I have to decline an interview or I'm unable to answer your questions. Uh, thanks for the support. Happy Pride Month. Go Raiders. Uh, he said, right now I am sitting in a moment of gratitude and relief. And as Adam just said, sadly, I've agonized over the last 15 years until only recently, thanks to my friends, family, especially Connor, Kaysen, and Francis, that it seemed possible for me to say publicly and proudly that I am gay. So we'll read more of the message. We, we have our first uh, reaction from Mark Davis as well. All right. We'll get to that on the way back. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. All right, following the big stories of the day, Golden Knights getting ready for a game five. Tomorrow, can't believe it's 2-2. Can't believe we have a goalie decision at hand. Can't believe we still don't know what's wrong with Chandler Stevenson, although we kind of do. We'll get to that in the 4 o'clock hour. we got breaking news with Carl Nassib releasing a video in the last couple hours. First openly gay rostered player in the National Football League, so we're getting reaction to all of that. We'll give you more of what Nassib said away from the video because he put out a uh, a more lengthy statement. Uh, ben Simmons and Philly is a big story today. Philly's tough. Philly's tough. You know, you can have a short off season, and then we'll see if the Philly fans can be adults and realize that, you know, this is not the time to go screw Ben Simmons, get him out of here. It was emotional yesterday. People were fired up. Ben Simmons would not take shots. The guy took, like, what, four shots in seven games in the fourth quarter? He for last four games, he wouldn't take one freaking shot. People are very emotional. Shaq was all sorts of fired up. If I play game one and two and I know I'm not helping my team out, what you think I'm going to do in game three? Don't take you seven games to realize that. I don't want to hear that, man. I'm not going with that. So what, what, I'm not, what should I'm he not, have said tonight? I like what he said, but if you, like, you can't say, it don't take seven games for you to know you are not playing right. Get right. Get right. <laughs> I love when Shaq gets mad. 
I mean, it's true. I, I also like one of the things I do. Like clearly, there was something wrong with him with his mindset that he didn't he didn't have any confidence in his shots, especially in the fourth quarter. It was it was the free throws too, where he's like, if I shoot, somebody might foul me, and I have to shoot free throws. I don't want to do that. Clearly, something wrong mentally. But I also feel like he did think a lot of the times passing was the right play for his team. Like it's it's not like he thought, you know what, I'm going to do something bad for my team here. I'm going to pass the ball. Like in his mind, he thought passing was better for the team, and so it's a, you know it's a hard decision for Doc Rivers because on one hand, like you said, he for a big guy he does have really good passing instincts, and he is one of the better defensive players in the league. Defense. So there are positives he brings, but I mean, when you you can't have the ball in his hands, one because he has no confidence, and two because he can go hack a Simmons. What the hell do you do? Yeah. Well, it's uh, and and he's their best option defensively. He's one of their best rebounders. He's a great playmaker. Like he can do everything. He and he can score when he wants to or when he's confident. Well, he can't right now if if, if he can't make free throws. We can't really never can't let him shoot. Really can't in the fourth quarter. No. Um, and and then when you have like a moment like you did yesterday, where you make a move, get to the rim, have a layup, and decide to pass, and then as Joel Embiid points out after the game, he's like, "Where did the game turn?" When we turned down an open layup and only made one free throw instead. You're not getting double teamed. Get right. Be aggressive. That's all I want. Just be aggressive. I don't want to hear all that. Stop that. Cut it okay. out. in my locker room. I would have knocked his ass out. To 96. <laughs> okay. You, well, you I, do what? I ain't laughing. What you mean what? I'll he's right in his locker room. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just, I, love, I love that Shaq can just turn on a dime. He's like. Lighthearted dude, but then like big man comes out. Get right. I don't know what. Would have knocked his ass out. And uh, then both, like that's the that's the shack that both Kenny and Barkley they get up to the line, and they're like, oh crap. I also like, never that's what they know. deal with in studio yeah. on a on a nightly basis when they're mocking him, and he finally he's like, all right, cut it out. I also never know like what is going to make him mad. Like why is he mad about Ben Simmons? Because he's a competitor. Because as you're watching basketball, you want to see people do well, and you're like, "What is going on?" I think it's I think it's more Kardashian related. It could be. It could be. Usually, well, you, but I then, also I think there's a lot of weak stuff going on around the NBA right now. The blaming of injuries and also blaming someone's troubles on women. A little dicey. Well, you did see like people are like, well, clearly Kendall made the right choice with. Booker over Simmons. Probably true. I know the story is there. Probably true. I'm well aware. What was the random Josh Smith appearance on Doc Rivers? Remember him? Sure. Lefty, springy. Yeah, spring. What springy was this? <laughs> yeah, Doc Rivers. You talked all that shit about Paul George and how Tyron Lewis going to have the same office for that n- Shut your bum ass up, man. Yo, no in-game adjustments having ass, man got that karma on your ass and you can't get past the second round, man. Look in the mirror, nigga, and confess your truth, nigga, or you never make it out the second round, nigga. Wow, okay. Strong stuff. What was the exact quote about? I can't, I don't think no I can No adjustment, say it. ass. What? I don't think I can say it. <laughs> you know, when I first read it, because he was a pretty good player, when I first read it, I was like, why is, why is chubby Josh Smith all mad at Doc Rivers? I thought it was a Josh Smith who was like 350, the big center. Sure. He was like a top 10 recruit in the country who went to UCLA, then Georgetown. And I'm like, yeah. oh, different one. Different like, why Josh is he Smith. mad? I like that Josh Smith. Where is that Josh Smith? 
don't know. I'm afraid to look it up. I haven't seen him in forever. He's only 29. Um, Isn't this Josh Smith just trying to be Kwame Brown? I think Kwame had a lot deeper issues. I think he did too. That he was concerned about. But I think he... Like he saw that Kwame Brown kind of got famous off this, and now is probably going to get a lot of opportunities. So I think this Josh Smith is just like, how can I do this? How can I jump on board? Now I would tell him, it's a little bit. I don't know. I I, I think you can't be the second guy. You've, you've got to be the first guy. Kwame Brown is going to work out for him. This Josh Smith, I don't think there's like a cottage industry for the second, you know, washed up player to be. I mean, is is the first for openly. Hating Doc Rivers people. I don't think I've ever heard anyone get that down on Doc Rivers. Although Doc did take a lot of it, you know, but again, about blowing a lead. Sure. And when we talked Clippers last week with Jeannie Zalasco, she said she wasn't taking a shot at, at Doc Rivers, but she did make sure to mention that Ty Lu made sure there was no panic button around. And I was like, wait, was there a panic button around with Doc Rivers? Maybe. Well, that sounds like that, that would be what the claim would be. What did you want me to call Josh Smith? What, what did I want? I you think to Springy's call? good. I like no Springy. He was perfect. a dunk champion. Springy's perfect. He, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember him ever being like some. I look at his shooting numbers, but you know, he was. You know, he was like a. He was a very rich. Can we do this again? I think he was you, a very rich man's Billy White. Sure. I think you misinterpreted my. I was laughing. I, I never use Springy. I, I don't a, use high hips. That was a perfect characterization. Oh, you're impressed. That was good. Oh, first this year. He's Springy. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota.